Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Echad. This verse is found in the Bible, in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Its English translation is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In Judaism, this verse is called the Shema, and it's a central tenet of both Jewish and Christian theology. It communicates two fundamental truths. The first, God is God alone. Two chapters before the Shema, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, we find Moses reminding Israel of the brazenness of God when he delivered them from Egypt, a land supposedly ruled by a myriad of gods. There were no real gods in Egypt, nor are there any other gods apart from Yahweh, the God of Israel. Moses explains that this great deliverance from Egypt was shown so that we may know that the Lord is God and there is no other besides Him. The second fundamental truth that the Shema communicates is that God is one. At first glance, this doesn't seem to be a controversial statement. However, as we read through the Bible, we come across verses, statements, and words that appear to contradict this truth that God is one. In fact, in the first words, in the first chapter, in the first book of the Bible, we observe a plurality in reference to God. Genesis 1.1 says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The very next verse says that the earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Beyond this, in the first chapter of John, we are introduced to a mysterious figure called the Logos. We are told that the Logos was in the beginning, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. John goes on to say that all things were made through him, the Logos, and apart from him, nothing was made that has been made. So between Genesis 1 and John 1, we are led to believe that three different beings, or persons if you will, were involved in creation. God, in Genesis 1-1, is translated from the Hebrew word Elohim, which, interestingly enough, is plural in its form. Then, Genesis 1 verse 2 mentions Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God, moving over the surface of the waters. Lastly, we have John explicitly stating that all things were created through this Logos figure, and as if to further emphasize his point, says that nothing was created apart from him. So how are we to reconcile this supposed contradiction between the Shema stating that God alone is God and God is one, and the initial evidence of Scripture supporting more than one being involved in the God activity of creation? This contradiction is reconciled in the biblical concept of the Trinity. The concept of the Trinity attempts to communicate the uniqueness of God. Many have tried in earnest to explain the essence of God, but all fall short. Not for lack of trying or intelligence, but simply because we, the created, cannot adequately comprehend the nature of God, the Creator. The Bible says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways higher than our ways, and His thoughts higher than our thoughts. Try as we might, there are some mysteries of God that will remain a mystery, because God is God and we are not. One minister said it well. He said, Our sincerest effort to grasp the incomprehensible mystery of the Trinity must remain forever futile. Despite of that, we are commanded in the Bible to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. Loving and worshiping the Lord with our mind means we should devote 
some of our time and attention on the study of God, theology, and on searching out the mysteries of God. To that end, let's attempt to unpack the mystery of the Trinity together. To put it plainly, God is one God in three distinct persons. God is not three parts. He is not three gods. He is not three different manifestations of God throughout history. He is one God, three persons, the triune God, the three in one. We worship one God in Trinity, not confusing or conflating the three persons. The three persons are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Many times in the Bible, we see the writers using the phrase, God our Father. In Hebrews chapter 1, the writer references an Old Testament verse about God the Son when making a distinction between Jesus and the angels. It says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And of God the Holy Spirit, we see a story in the book of Acts of a husband and wife who sold property and brought the proceeds to the church leaders as a gift. However, prior to bringing the gift, they had conspired together to keep a portion of it for themselves, yet tell the church leaders that they were contributing all of it. So when Ananias, the husband, finally brought the gift, one of the church leaders named Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds for yourself? Then Peter stated plainly to Ananias, you have not lied to man, but to God. This is just a sampling of what the Bible consistently communicates, that the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, yet not three gods, but one in Trinity. In the Bible, there are a number of instances or events where the one God manifests in three distinct persons. We already talked about how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were involved in creation. In the New Testament, we read about Jesus, God the Son, being baptized in the Jordan River by a man named John. Two remarkable things happen when Jesus came up from the water. First, God the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove and rested on Jesus. Immediately after this, there came a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So here at the baptism, we have Jesus being baptized, the Holy Spirit descending from heaven in the form of a dove, and the Father speaking from heaven, three persons, yet not three gods, one God in Trinity. Our God is one God, three persons, but one substance, one nature. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. The writer of Hebrews says, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Let me conclude with a quote from St. Augustine. We believe that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one God, maker and ruler of every creature, and that the Father is not the Son, nor the Holy Spirit the Father or Son, but a trinity of mutually related persons and a unity of equal essence. Professing God as Trinity, we affirm the truth of the Shema. God alone is God, and God is one. Remember, Jesus loves you and has a remarkable plan for your life.